And welcome back to Telling the Untold Stories of Wilkes podcast. I am Lindsay Scorey, your host, and I am so excited to be back in the studio for our second semester ever of this podcast. Um, today, I'm super excited because I have the Bonner Leader Program ladies with me today. I'm so excited to introduce them to you. Today, I have the Bonner Leader Program Coordinator, Katie Becker, and then I have two Bonner Leaders in studio with me today, Emily Blaine and Brenda Arias. So I'm super excited. Ladies, why don't you introduce yourselves? All right, I'm Katie Becker. Like Lindsay said, I'm the Bonner coordinator. I help co- I help run the program here. I've been here for about a year at Wilkes, which is just as long as Bonner has been with us. I get to plan all of our workshops, place these students at community partners for their service, and really see how they will grow and develop over their time at Wilkes and time as a Bonner. Hi, my name is Emily Blaine. I'm a student here at Wilkes. I'm a sophomore. I'm a pharmacy major. And like Lindsay said, I am also a Bonner student. Hi everyone, I'm Brenda. I am a sophomore and I am also a Bonner student. I am a business major here at Wilkes as well. Beautiful. So how about before I get into how you guys sort of got into the program and Katie, how you started leading the program, how about we talk about what the Bonner program actually is for those who may not know and who are interested? Yeah, it's a bit of an elusive name still since we've only been around for a year. Bonner is a national program, so there's about 60, 65 schools that are part of the Bonner Network. It was started in the early 90s by a group of people that wanted to engage college students with volunteering, civic engagement, social justice, and advocacy. So from that foundation, it's really expanded and grown. Uh, We are one of six schools in Pennsylvania that has a Bonner program. We are the only school in Northeast Pennsylvania that has one, but it spans across the nation from the Northeast, all the way to the Pacific Coast, all the way to Hawaii. So it's a wide network that Wilkes gets to be a part of. It's a four-year service leadership program. So students are engaged from freshman year all the way through senior. They are placed with a site with the goal that they will remain at that site for all four years. So they start learning the ins and outs of what that site offers, what they provide. But the goal is by the end of their four years, they will have been taking on programming responsibilities, planning events for that site, maybe recruiting volunteers, planning fundraisers, really advocating for what that site does, the work they do, and how that betters the community. So it's a progressive leadership program. We also provide workshops throughout first, second, third, fourth year to provide the tools to the students so they are better prepared and better equipped to be in the community. And then because we're part of the Bonner Network, students also have the opportunity to go to SLI, which is the Summer Leadership Institute hosted by Bonner that Emily got to go to, Uh, Bonner Congress, which will happen this fall for the first time in a long time because of COVID, where students actually come together and represent their schools as a community. So there's leadership programs on campus and then within the greater network. That was such a beautiful explanation, Katie. Oh my goodness. Um, And I, I, wow, I didn't even realize all those things. Like I've known Katie for a while now and I was like, wow, I didn't even realize like Bonner does all that. That's so cool. Um, So then how awesome, Emily and Brenda, what, what was your experience sort of coming into the Bonner Leader Program? Like what caught your eye? Um, How was your, your experience joining the program? Um, Yeah, like as soon as I got accepted into Wilkes University, um, I, I figured I was eligible for work study, so I immediately started kind of looking. Um, and that's when I got like an email saying how the Bonner program was starting at Wilkes University. And 
the thing that caught my eye immediately was the community service aspect of it because that's something I did in high school. That's something I knew I wanted to continue doing in college. But just being a college student, I didn't have the time to take away from like working, getting paid to really kind of do community service, um, paying for bills, paying for tuition. And so the fact that I could get paid to do something that I knew I wanted to continue in college was just amazing and just gives you that little peace of mind that instead of having to stop working, I could continue and continue doing something I've always been passionate about. That's awesome. Yeah, for me, um, growing up in a very financially absent kind of, you know, culture and family, um, I always had to look for those people and those resources to get the help that I needed. So being able to be of service was what drew me to Bonner. So when I first, when I was first doing the whole application process, I saw the, you know, the Bonner Leader Program, and at first I didn't know what it was really about. So I did a little bit of quick search, and then I figured out, okay, this is about service, about giving back. And I was like, okay, this is what interests me. This is what I've had to go through my whole entire life. So being able to be in that position to help somebody else and while doing it in school and also, like Emily said, get paid for it. You know, it doesn't have to hinder your other opportunities. So it just helps, you know, it helps as a person. It helps you grow as a leader, as a you know, as a person in your community. So I thought it was a good opportunity for me to get into now in Bonner and in school. Oh, that's so great. So um, that is so awesome to hear. Katie, what was sort of your experience with coming in? Because these are all, all students that are Bonner leaders. Katie has had the honor of having them ever since she started. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I came to Wilkes after a few years at another institution. I've been in higher ed for the last seven, eight years working. But I found my place on a college campus. I found myself through service and through leadership. And so after working for a little while as a recruiter for a school, I knew that I didn't want to actually grow up and leave a college campus. I always wanted to stay here and stay with students, but I knew that I wanted to get more actively involved with the service aspect of their experience because I grew as a student. I grew as a person. I was able to discover my voice and my confidence through service. So I wanted to give that back. So when I saw the, I saw this position open, just like the students did when they were applying to the program, I read about what this, what Bonner stood for. You know, their slogan is access to education, opportunity to serve. So we're working with students that, like Emily said, wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to do this without the funding. They wouldn't be able to get to know their community in a different way. And so for me to get here, it was a no-brainer when I was given the offer to, to start up this program. It was, I mean, it's a blueprint that I can design and I can create. So I, with the, the students, you know, I tell them every day, you know, have patience with me, have patience with yourself <laughs> as we figure out what this looks like because we're learning together and we will establish what the legacy of Bonner means at Wilkes. We'll establish what our reputation is within the community. So. We do that by partnering with different sites. We do that by showing up and being present and being reliable and making sure that Bonner is associated with words like that. And so that was our big thing last year is they're the inaugural group and we get to decide what that means. So I've been fortunate to work with them. We're now in year two. We have a second class that's started up and I think they will continue that trend without any doubt. But for me, it was really about giving students the opportunity to experience their community in a way that 
you don't necessarily get just through your academics. And that was important to me to contribute that to their time here at Wilkes. How awesome is that? And I think it's it's funny, too, that I feel like a lot of people would find it daunting to have to start up a program at a university that you have essentially no blueprint at the university for. It's the first time you're ever doing it at Wilkes. And I think also that that's really cool because then you get to do it in your own way and make your own mark. And then like every class of leaders, like you guys will be the first to really like see what it's like for your class and the following class will look up to you. And I think that's got to feel really good. As scary as it is, it's like I'm the first ones Mm -hmm. doing this. Like it's also like really cool. So in terms of that, then how can a student become a Bonner leader? So students will typically apply when they're going through the traditional application process. So typically as a high school senior, um, students will receive an invitation via email, in the mail, when they come to an open house, anything like that, to let them know, hey, you're eligible for this. Like Brenda and Emily both said, they do receive federal work-study money for this, so that way they don't have to choose between a job and service. So students do typically need to be eligible for federal work-study. We have a couple financial markers, so we need to make sure that they meet that criteria in addition to their passion to serve. So it's a it's a mix of things, but they'll receive an application process application from me or on their admissions portal, and we try to keep it really basic. We know applications <laughs> are overwhelming, but basically we just wanted to know we want to know what makes you passionate about serving your community and how are you going to balance this and why is this important to you to continue with. So we have an advisory board here at Wilkes made up of staff and faculty that host interviews throughout the spring semester. Um, We continued through the summer too. We actually just admitted our last Bonner to our new cohort yesterday. So um, (laughs) students can join up until the fall of their sophomore year. So we do give them that opportunity because we know that application process is overwhelming. So you may miss it in year one. So we don't want to give you the opportunity to make up for it and still join us as a a community. So um, that was a long-winded answer to basically say through the application (laughs) process. But um, it's really just telling us why you want to continue with community service. No, I think that's great, too, because I found out this summer, I didn't realize, like, I assumed you had to join as a high school student, but I think that's really awesome that if, say, like, a student doesn't really know about the program until they come to Wilkes their freshman year, um, to be able to get that chance to join, I think, is really nice, because sometimes it's like, oh, man, I missed mm-hmm. my chance. Yeah, and it's exactly. Like, no, so that's awesome. So then I'm really curious, you know, both Brenda and Emily, your takeaways as students and Katie as being the leader of the program would have been sort of your favorite moments in the program, what do you think are are sort of the best things that you receive from being a Bonner leader? Well, working where I'm at at the Roots Place, I figured I've learned a lot of things, both from just being there and also from the women that I get to help. Um, One of the main things was when we look at a problem, we don't want to also like we don't want to like differentiate ourselves we don't want to exclude ourselves from the problem like we might not be a contributor to it but we also want to see ourselves as a human problem it's not just about a poor people problem or a homeless person problem it's about a, it's a human problem mm-hmm. so when you include yourself and you see like okay this also affects me as a person it affects my community so how can I help it you know it's, I shouldn't be like okay that's not my problem I don't care so when you see things like that when you find yourself in positions to help I feel like it's a it's a no-brainer you have to help so that's one of the main things that I took away from working in the Roots Place and just being in Bonner in general. Um, there are so many issues going on in the world. And when people kind of think 
that way like no doesn't involve me it sort of forms a divide so when people think okay this affects them but how can I help because we're all human we're all on this earth it just makes people you know have unity it makes people Mm -hmm. think okay I can help them I have the resources to help so let me do it so it's just one of the main things that I kind of took away from everything so far that's a really great point Yeah, I totally agree with Brenda. You see things at your work site. You get to see them and you're hands-on with it. And Bonner gives you those sort of tools, like we learned about social justice, and we can use what we learn and implement them at our work-study sites. Um, And we can, like, see the impact. Um, Like, for a while, I worked at the YMCA, and soon I'll be working with the SHINE program, um, working with kids and being able to learn about things and and stuff as a Bonner leader, um, and then being able to implement them and see it impact not only myself, but then when I implement it at my work study site through the, through the kids, getting to see them also having an impact on something that wasn't directly, wasn't directly taught to them. So being able to learn is also something that's great about the Bonner program. It's not only just community service and also a work study, but you also get to learn as a Bonner leader. That's so cool, though, too, because I think what I hear in both your answers is, like, it's not just about how the program has shaped you, because that's super important. It's a large reason why you're doing it, but you're shaping the community, and you're, like, changing the lives of the people you work with, and that's, I give you kudos for that, because that's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In terms of that question, too, this is going to be super similar, but I'm I'm curious, um, since you've gone through this work and, you know, all of your experience as a Bonner leader so far, what do you say or maybe your favorite qualities that maybe you already had and they got strengthened or a quality that you think you might have gained from these experiences that that is really like enlightened you to something? I know that's a really philosophical question, but <laughs> whatever you think sort of your favorite qualities in yourself are through being a leader. I mean, in high school, um, personally, I didn't really see myself as a leader, like like I said earlier, I had done community service in high school and, and even younger, um, but I never really took a leadership role. Um, so Bonners put me in that role to where I, so I decided my work study, I got to be able to teach, I got to kind of lead um, Saturdays at the YMCA. I st- started my own program. I was given what the program's generally about and I built it up from the, from the ground up and I gave it structure and I was given a certain amount of supplies and now it's continuing this year and it's something I could leave for someone else to take over in the future um, as sort of like a legacy. Um, it, it's something small, but it helped me realize that I am a leader and being able to use what I've learned in the Bonner program has really helped me develop those skills. That's awesome. Yeah, for me personally, before Bonner, before college, I was very quiet. I was very in my shell, so I wasn't very outspoken. So coming into Bonner and going through the motions and then stating my place at the Roots Place and doing what I do there and talking to these women and informing them about issues, it just made me realize that I have a voice and that it's important and that if I have something that I want to say I should say it because I don't know how or who it can impact so now I find myself 
grabbing these opportunities and taking advantage of them and not being not thinking that okay maybe this might not be well maybe I shouldn't do that maybe I shouldn't do this instead I think about well this is a good opportunity and it might scare me it might be a little bit intimidating but the outcome could be really great so now I just I see so many possibilities instead of doubts so Mm -hmm. like now when I'm at the Roots Place and I hold uh, the group nights and I talk to these women and I hear their stories, I, you know, I have something to say, I, whether it's enc- encouraging or whether they listen to me or not, but I can hold the conversation and I can be as inspiring as I need to be. I can, you know, I can just, I have a presence there. Mm-hmm. So it's just nice to you know call myself a leader and just be able to speak up when I need to right and your presences seem very invaluable so that's that's really awesome um I'm curious then too this is me learning as much as the people listening to this podcast learning do you basically do like when you get entered into the program do you get a selected place that you do your work study is there like a process of like hey you're interested in xyz how does that work so um Coming into the program, you sort of have likes of what you might want to do, um, but there are several different places you can go to. There, are, you know, you can certainly have your pick and choose of what interests you because you want to be somewhere where you like. You know, you don't want to be somewhere where you're forced to be because when you're somewhere where you like, your work is genuine and it's honest and it's good. So um, personally, I really liked helping women I like empowering women Mm -hmm. so I personally chose the Roots Place homeless shelter here in Wilkes-Barre um it's just I as soon as I visited it I knew that that's where I wanted to be at and it's been great so far so um yeah you don't you don't you know it's not chosen for you I get I think you get to make your own choices um based on what you like and what interests you right yeah and like when I was looking for what I wanted to do, what I wanted to have as my work site. I thought, like, what passions, like, what insecurities do I find that I kind of value? What have I worked with in the past? Like, whether it's, like, a food pantry or do I like working with kids and helping them, like, tutor them and teach them? Like, what do I... I couldn't pick. <laughs> so uh, when uh, Wilkes University, I remember, uh, had a work-study fair and that I went to um, just to kind of get a feel for what I wanted to do. And there was a table there for the YMCA, and, of course, I went over. Um, mm-hmm. But I talked to the lady there, and she was super nice, and that's when I kind of I signed up, and I decided that that's what I wanted, at least for the first year for my work-study to be. Yeah, we really try. I work with each student one-on-one to figure out what who their community partner is going to be. And we go in with an open mind, knowing that some of this might be trial and error. So mm-hmm. if we have a really great year one and you want to continue with year two, wonderful. If you have a really great year one, but it wasn't quite what you were looking for, great, let's reassess. So this year for new students coming in, I basically had them fill out a form to start the conversation of answering those questions the girls mentioned. What are your passions? What population do you want to work with? What type of setting do you want to be in? Some students want to be in something that's going to relate to their major. Mm -hmm. Some students want something that's absolutely not related (laughs) to their major and have it as a break. Mm -hmm. So I really try to match them with a site that suits their interest. I may push them a little bit to say, well, give this a shot and see Mm -hmm. what you think. And you know, when we, Emily and I were talking this summer about what her site was going to be, 
I heard about this program and I said, this is going to be perfect for you. So in that sense, I pitched that to her and really tried to persuade her. It didn't take too much persuasion, just a little bit. Um, and so I really try to work one-on-one. So I'm, we're still establishing community partners every single day, week, year. So I don't imagine that ever stopping because as our program grows, we're going to need more sites. So right. last year we had, I want to say six or seven different sites. This year, we're up to 10 at least already, if not 11, and we're hopefully going to be establishing more as we go. So now, is it you're reaching out to these, like you hear about these community organizations and you're like, these would be great to work with Bonner? Is it like some reach out to you? A little bit of both. Some, a lot of it's been word of mouth or people hearing about Bonner and then saying, you know, I know this person that would be a great partner for you. And then Mm -hmm. they make the introduction. So that's one of the ways that I've definitely grown from Bonner because I am not the type of person to just step out and introduce myself. I would much rather just sit back and be quiet. (laughs) So I've had to step up and, you know, here's what Bonner does and here's why we should work together. And we're still doing that now. So a lot of it's been community partners that Wilkes has worked with in the past. And so we're maintaining those relationships, but then we're also expanding that list through those relationships. That's really awesome. And I think too, that sounds nice because like, I agree that idea of it must feel really good to be doing something that you're like, maybe I want to do this long term. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like you all have opportunities, no matter your major, you can work with so many different organizations. They're always looking for people to do different jobs. But Mm -hmm. that also must be nice, too. when sometimes you're like, ah, I've done pharmacy school all day today. (laughs) And I really just want to go and work and do this something different. So that's really, really awesome. So I'm curious, Katie, actually, hearing from the girls' experiences. So now I knew Katie before this. This is my first time meeting Emily and Brenda, mm-hmm. and they're both lovely. It's, <laughs> it's been so nice. Um, I constantly see Katie, like, having conversations with Bonner leaders and, like, meeting them for one-on-one. So I'm curious, you know, they said their takeaways with how they feel the program shaped them, but how is it getting to watch this? And I say ladies because it is so far right. All yeah, we're, we're a serious girl gang right now, so <laughs> we are strong in that area. Everybody's welcome, but right now we're a strong girl gang. Right, right, right. So so what is that sort of feeling getting to see them grow? And, like, what's been your favorite part of seeing these girls in the program? I don't think it really hit me until this year because you don't really remember from, you know, the beginning of the year to the end of the year, but seeing first years come in now and remembering when these students were at that point, you know, I remember my first one-on-ones with both of these (laughs) students that they are very quiet by nature and not the most chatty. And now we have one-on-ones and we spend 30 minutes and all of a sudden it's like, wait, we have other things we need to go do and we're running Mm -hmm. out of time or they've become comfortable stopping in and I hear about their life and their vacations and their families and all sorts of things. And that's what I want. So for me, it's been really cool to see them grow as individuals and know that this program played a small role in making that happen and having them grow in confidence and comfort on a college campus and comfortable in their roles. They're both taking on leadership positions. These these two and others are taking on leadership positions on campus that I don't want to speak for them, but last year, I don't know if you would have thought that was necessarily in the cards for you. So um, really seeing how this has empowered them and then offering that reassurance to first years now that it's hard right now. You're in your second mm-hmm. week of school. It's a lot going on. There's a lot to take in, but you will get there too. And so seeing that growth from where they were just a short year ago to where they are now is awesome. So that's my favorite thing of being on a college campus is seeing students start as a first year and finish as a senior. That's my absolute favorite. So 
we're only a year in. I imagine three years from now, mm-hmm. I'll be a puddle of tears and <laughs> just so proud of them. So it's exciting to see how that happens. Oh, and now she got you on a podcast. Yeah, so right? exactly. About the I'm like, oh my gosh, she got you here? That's amazing. And that's, it sounds like such a good support system. Like, I know I'm not someone in the Bonner program, but I see Katie as one of those people that I would go to with anything. So I'm like, I can only imagine how these girls feel. So that is so, so awesome. So, um, obviously we've covered a lot with how the program works and how to join and a lot of these takeaways, but I'm curious, you know, like you said, like there's going to be new cohorts coming in, like the years to come. Um, what do you think you're most excited about for the program and for, for your next like three years of, well, for you, Emily, you're going to have what, what do you got left? Five or yeah, four more? Just, just a couple and yeah, then I'm going to go back and I'm going <laughs> to specialize in something. So. <laughs> So what do you think, like, in terms of whether you want to talk in terms of the program or even just in general, what do you think you're excited for in the years to come? Honestly, for me, right now we have, like, a mentor-mentee. So right now as sophomores, we're mentors to the new cohort. Um, So just seeing, man, I was there last year. (laughs) That was me. So kind of clueless, didn't know, you know was a high school student, now I'm a college student, never been on a campus before, never took in a, never took in, never taken a college <laughs> class before. Um, <laughs> She's intelligent, don't worry. Yep, yeah. I, <laughs> I graduated, I promise. But, <laughs> but yeah, just kind of seeing them, and I know that this year I'll see my, my mentee grow to where I am now, and I'll be, I'll be more mature, more responsible then. So it's just kind of cool that what Katie has seen already in us, we'll see in our mentees, and we'll see until we graduate. So it's just kind of a really cool experience. Oh, that's great. Yeah, for me, it's kind of the same as Emily, but I'm, like, really excited to see where my service site goes. I'm really excited. I have really big plans for it this year. So I'm thinking of, you know, poaching a couple bonners and having <laughs> them join me to see how that goes. But I'm really excited. I have very big plans, like I said. So I'm also really looking forward to the years progressing and just seeing all these new faces. And just I just want to see where these girls end up. I want to see where we're at those three, five, six years from now. I'm really excited for all the opportunities that I know we're going to have. And I just want to see where these years take us because I feel like we've grown as a little Bonner family, little Bonner um, friend group. So I'm just really excited. Um, I see we've all changed a lot since last year in our own different ways. So, you know, it was just one year. So maybe in three years, it'll be totally different. So I'm just really excited for what's to come next. Yeah, I think I'm excited one, for people to know what Bonner means when they hear the word. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have to explain it all the time, but know that Bonner is, know that we're associated with the community, know that we're associated with service and leadership and developing students. Um, so I'm really excited to see what that legacy looks like long after we're all done and moved on and they're into bigger and better things. So I'm just excited to see what the students do with the program. They're going to make it their own as we bring in new classes. So You know, Bonner love is a big part of what we do. They talk about that within the network, and it's, you know, loving each other, loving yourself, loving whoever comes across your path. And so Mm -hmm. seeing how that could, you know, change the culture of campus, too, and what does that look like and where is that gap that we're supposed to be filling while we're here. And I want to see how that plays out. 
that's I'm sorry. I'm just so like this is so wholesome. Like listening to this, and I hope I hope in a few years you listen back to this and like remember what it was like to be in this position, and you're like gonna be like, oh my god, like I can't believe that was like years ago. It's so weird, but. Um, so I do have one more question before we wrap up. I can't thank you guys enough for being here. Such a great first podcast back. You guys are so wonderful and articulate. Um, so I guess my final question is for any Bonner students that are potentially going to come into the program, maybe they already know they're looking into the program for the years to come. Um, what would be your best piece of advice for somebody coming into your shoes or into your program that you coordinate, Katie? Hmm. Best piece of advice. That's a big one. I would say, and this is probably for any college student coming into school, but, you know, come in with an open mind, come in to try something that maybe you didn't think you were necessarily cut out for, that you never would have labeled yourself as being a part of before. Give yourself a chance to prove it, that you can do that. This is, this was new for all of us, and we're still here. We're here a year later, growing, thriving. So I would say come in with an open mind, come in willing to take risks, come in willing to mess up and know that this group will welcome you with open (laughs) arms. We talk, we own up all the time. You know, we're up front with each other about our downfalls and our successes, our highs and lows. So if you have that, I think you'll be set for school and beyond that. So having that open mind, having that willingness to learn and grow I think we'll go a long way. Absolutely. Yeah, um, for me, I guess, I would just say don't be afraid to take chances. Um, you know, there are so many opportunities, and not just in Bunner, but in school in general. There are so many opportunities and so many things you can be a part of. Um, it's just, you know, don't doubt yourself. Just take them on full force and, you know, just hope for the best because there's so many good things, so many good outcomes. And you never know, you know, you don't want to miss out on something really good that can be very beneficial for your life and not just as a student, but as an individual. So, mm-hmm. you know, Bonner was one of them for me. So I'm really glad that I took that road and, you know, just take all the opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, like, for me, like, Bonner was like my little my little niche. Like, I said earlier, community service is just something I really wanted to continue. And it is kind of like a a break from school, a break from everyday campus life, doing homework and and whatnot. Um, It is kind of a break and you're helping your community. Um, And it's also like, I remember a year from now, um, if I didn't push myself to join the program, I honestly don't know what I'd be doing right now. I'm just glad I got really involved on campus. And so if I didn't push myself to join the Bonner program, do something different, um, I wouldn't be who I am right now. That, sorry, I, I can't stop saying, like, I'm just Aww, like, wow, I like, so want to be emotional. I'm like, man. You can see, like, the grin on my face right now. That was amazing. Well, I cannot thank you guys enough for being on this podcast. This was such a great time. Um, I'm going to include Katie's email as well as Emily and Brenda if you would all want to contact them. It'll be in the bio, the description of this episode. Um, please feel free to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, gave a lot of great information here, but if you were at all interested, please, 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 like they said beautifully, got to take the opportunities that come your way. So, ladies, thank you immensely for thank being you. here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Until the next one. <laughs>